0: Hello, family and friends. I'm here for day two with Pastor Rick Gooden from the Nobles Chapel Church in Elberfeld, Indiana. And I do have to say, Pastor, you married up there with Paula, wonderful lady. And, uh, you know, it's good to have a good, supportive wife. And, uh, you know, she was really a blessing uh, to meet. Looking forward to seeing you guys again. But so happy to have you here, Pastor, on the podcast. It's a blessing. And your testimony is very encouraging. I know we're gonna get. More into your testimony today, but Father, we come today hungry for what you have to speak through Pastor Rick and and show us, Father, through his life and and the and the words, of, your words, Father, that uh, how to live a, a better life with you, Father. That there's nothing in this world that we need or want, Father. We want more of you, and we come hungry today for that. In Jesus'
1: name, Amen. Amen. Pastor, back to you. All right. Well, you know we we were talking about my salvation story, and we stopped at when I was saved. Well, what happened after that? Amen. Well, the first thing is, is is that I was truly saved. Praise God. And Jesus Christ found residence in the forefront of my brain. It seemed like everything I did, everything I, everywhere I went, I thought about him. Mm -hmm. You know, I was uh, uh, once upon a time I was in the Coast Guard, and sometimes they say you would cuss like a sailor. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the the day that I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior is the day that I quit using any foul language. Praise God. I didn't do that on purpose. It just happened. You'll know them by their fruit. Come on. And and it was it was a sort of a way that the Lord was showing me that he really did live in me. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want me speaking that trash. Yeah. Well, you know, I um The first thing I had to do was go find a church. Well, growing up, I grew up as a Methodist. So, gosh, I guess I better find a Methodist church. I was saved on a Saturday night. So I I scoured at that point the yellow pages to find out where there's a Methodist church. So I go to the Methodist church, fully expecting everybody to go, Welcome, welcome to the kingdom of God. (laughs) Nobody said anything to me. I thought, this is terrible. Well, I even asked, I said, is there anything that I can do in the church? Well, they didn't have anything for me to do. Mm. I thought, there's just not, something's not right here. Well, after a few weeks of that, I decided to move on, and I found a really, really good church. Mm -hmm. I prayed about it. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Interestingly enough, the Lord found me a good church. Come on. And so then I moved back to Indianapolis. So I, I, I'm going to find this same church. Well, I didn't realize this church was just like the Methodist church. I happened to, have, have, to be in the choir in the other church with an evangelist as the leader of the choir. So it, I really didn't have a pastor. I had him, and he was one saved individual. Mm. That's how individuals can make a difference. Come on. Okay, and uh, so... I finally found a good church in Indianapolis, which was a Wesleyan church. Mm -hmm. And I would recommend a Wesleyan church to anyone. Mm -hmm. So we moved back to New Harmony. My mother had Alzheimer's at that point and kind of figured, you know, she took care of me whenever I couldn't do anything. So maybe it's time to go back and take care of her. Come on. Didn't know what I was going to do. I was leaving a good job and a whole bit. But the Lord had told me to come down here. Mm -hmm. So... I did, not having any idea what I was going to do. And I shouldn't have worried about it because I knew he was going to take care of things. But my wife and I were walking in New Harmony and we were saying, we have to find a church. And um, we're walking by the Methodist church. And I remember the one I grew up in. And I remember saying to Paul, I said, yeah, we sure do. But it won't be that church. (laughs) heard me wasn't very long until I met the pastor of that church and he had asked me people knew that I did singing and he had asked me if I would come sing at his church and I said pastor I will on one condition What's that? I said, if I can speak just a little bit, either before or after I sing. It was Christmas, and so I was going to be singing, I think it was Mary, Did You Know? Mm -hmm. And and, uh, so he said, yeah, you can go ahead and do that. And I said, well, you might want to know what I'm going to talk about. So he asked, and I told him. I said, you know what? I grew up in the Methodist Church. I've gone to Methodist Church, and I have never in my life Heard the plan of salvation. So if I sing, I would like to make sure that I can give the people the plan of salvation. Mm -hmm. And he agreed. Amen. So so that happened, and that was good. Well, after doing that, I started going to that church because I thought maybe we could make a difference. Amen. Well, the next thing you know, I was asked to... uh, take over the adult Sunday school. Well, the next thing you know, half of the people in the church were coming to the adult Sunday school, none of which had ever heard the plan of salvation. Oh, come on. And say started hearing the plan of salvation every single week. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, my mother had gone to that church. And she had been, she had taught Sunday school at Bethany class. Anytime it was open, she was there. She was very well thought of. But I watched my mother be saved at 82 years of age in a Baptist church. Well, teaching the Sunday school, I would allude to the fact that I watched an 82-year-old woman get saved that I knew, that had never heard the plan of salvation. I never said that it was my mother, because many of these ladies that were in the class uh, knew my mother Mm -hmm. uh, and were at her age. Well, my wife one day talked about my mother being saved at 82, so (laughs) the cat was out of the bag. (laughs) But that was wonderful because one of them who had been the pianist, the organist there since she was 16 and she's now in her 80s at this point said, you mean we need to ask God? We need to ask Jesus into our life? Mm -hmm. She'd been to the church for 70 plus years and had never heard the plan of salvation. Mm -hmm. Well, the good news is that's a saved group of people now. Amen. You know, and it goes on, and, and and I became a lay speaker. I had to I had to go out and start speaking. Uh, the very first time I ever spoke, I know we're running a little short on time here. Go ahead. The very first time I spoke, it was interesting because I was, I was selling some audio and video equipment and automation, and a pastor wanted me to do some stuff for his church. And so I got to talking to him, and I got to talking to him about the end times, the soon return of Jesus Christ. And after I had spoken to him for probably 30 minutes or so, he, he sat down, and he said, Not only have you changed my congregation's life, you've changed my life. Mm-hmm. And he said, Would you speak at my church? And I went, uh, I've never spoken in a church before, Mm -hmm. so I was way out of my comfort zone. And I said, I said, Pastor, I said, that takes me out of my comfort zone. Interestingly enough, three days before, I had been listening to a a sermon by David Jeremiah who was talking about get out of your comfort zone. <laughs> yeah. And the minute the words comfort zone came out of my mouth, I said, so the answer is yes. Amen.
0: Amen. Well, can't wait for day three. You know, pastor, as you were preaching, it reminds me of my listeners have heard me say so many times, one of my favorite sayings is going to church No more makes us a Christian than sitting in the garage makes us a car. That's it. And some of you all out there might be saying, well, I I didn't grow up in that Methodist church. I grew up in this church. But see, we all can have that religion in our brain, just what we've done, rituals and all that and And that's not what gets us to heaven. It's a relationship, a personal relationship with the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Well, Pastor, if you would pray
1: for us. I sure will. Dear Heavenly Father, again, we come to you like we come to you, hopefully all of us, many times throughout the day. Lord, we, we honor you. We praise you. We love you. Yes, Lord. And, and Lord, we know that you are in control of all things. Yes. We also know that the return of your son is right around the corner. Lord, it's important that we all talk to everybody that we can and so that we can bring them into your kingdom. So, Lord, give us those divine appointments, Lord, Lord. and give us the strength to speak. Give us the wisdom. You said that you would give us the words, and, Lord, I know that you always come through. Whenever I talk to anybody, Lord, You just give me the words. And and I know that you'll give everybody the words if they have you in their heart. So we just pray these things in the name of our precious Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Pastor, if you would give your cell number again, please. Yeah, cell number is 812-568-4990.
0: Amen. We're sure looking forward to tomorrow for day three. And folks, we sure do love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary, and he's coming back soon.